Hey guys, welcome back to the Rodcast today. How you doing, Pastor Rod? Great, thanks, Lewis. How's everyone? Good, yay. Awesome. We're assuming you're good uh, since you're listening. And uh, we got some more um, questions from the listeners, Pastor Rod. Um, by the way, if you have a question you'd love to ask Pastor Rod, we would love to hear that. Um, check the link in the comments. Drop in your question. Um, so we got got some good questions for you today, Pastor Rod. Um, okay. The first one, this is a good one. Um, have you ever felt that the Bible contradicts itself? Ooh, what a big question. A great question. <laughs> I welcome the question. Um, mm. As a person who's, I got saved at 19, I'm 62. So I've studied the Bible for 40 years with passion and love. And sure, you come across scriptures that, that have a seeming contradiction. But as you study them and understand what has actually happened, you realize that, it's not a contradiction, but it's either different parts of the same truth, whether it's areas of theology. For example, you know, God is in charge, God is in complete control, and yet man has a free will. And so that's a, a, a seeming contradiction, but you see different angles. And then there's actual stories in the Bible that seem to have a contradiction or a different view or a different um, fact. And I think they're the ones that we should dig into a lot and actually understand the context. Because the Bible was not written for us. Sorry, it was not written to us, but it was written for us. Let me right. explain that. It was written to people living in the past, living in either Israel or uh, in Jesus' time um, or Paul's time in, in, in Greece. Um, it was written to people, to people of their age, of their language, of their style, of their grammar, not their grandma, but their grammar. <laughs> and uh, areas of speech. Um, and as you look into that, it actually explains most seeming contradictions. And I think the other thing really important when we read the Gospels, which I love so much, is that it's four eyewitnesses. Well, uh, Luke is not an eyewitness, but he is reporting eyewitnesses. And so Matthew and John were both disciples of Jesus. And Mark was probably writing from the point of view of Peter. But as you get four witnesses to an event or three witnesses to events, you see people bring up different parts of the event. They bring up, for example, in one, in one story of Jesus, it says there was one blind man. Another one, it says there was two blind men. Well, you could see how the author just picked up on, just picked up on you know, one particular guy who was doing the speaking, who was Bartimaeus, we think, whereas the other one was, was just describing the, the bigger view. And I think that is shows authenticity of the scripture, that mm. eyewitnesses do talk about different things. And it doesn't mean that one was right and one was wrong. It's just their, 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 their view. And as you look at that and, and, and understand that, again, it adds authenticity to the Bible. Because if everything was the same, you'd almost be thinking this was, this was a setup. Mm. But because it's eyewitnesses, it tells the same truth. But different parts, um, you know, with Jesus feeding the 5,000, some parts it mentions there was on green grass and others don't. Does that really matter? No, it shows authenticity of the eyewitnesses. So I guess we're already getting stuck into details here. But as a studier of the Bible, the more I've looked at these areas, I'm just so more amazed that we have this, the Gospels, we have the Bible written mm. to them 
but it's totally for us because it's supernatural and it will change our lives. So I'd have to say that seeming contradictions um, either come through various shades of, of, of seeing it um, or actually different eyewitnesses. To me, that is so exciting. And you can study it with absolute faith and conviction that God has watched over his word um, to give it to us. But I think part of this discussion, if I can just go on, Please. is this concept of how do we get the Bible? Um, it very clearly says in, in the book of Peter that it was through men uh, as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So within the scriptures, you do have this culture and grammar and history and religious background and understanding and um uh, you know, as you search into a matter, it says in Proverbs, you know, it's, it's an honor to search. Um, you will see beauty. You will see incredible um, levels and depths that the word of God, you think, you just look back and you think this was so amazing and God watched over his word. And um, so I, I, I want to encourage people, if, if you're looking into this and you see a, um, a seeming, contradiction talk to your leaders google Mm. it um Mm. google a good one okay there are some bad things out there (laughs) um um ask your ask your um your 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 team or um you know research i think you're going to be more in love with the word of god afterwards when you go wow i can see how god used human beings to write his word Mm. and uh, does that make sense a lot of things there lewis really for this question it's great. So basically, I think what you're saying, if I can have a chance at summarizing it, is that any contradiction that you have, potential, any seeming contradiction you've seen in the Bible, when you've researched that and looked into it, it's actually not a contradiction. That's correct. Thank you for clarifying my excitement um, <laughs> in many subjects. Yes, mm, I really amazing. do believe that. I really do believe that. And I think there's great answers there. Um, as long as we are seekers after truth. Wow. If we could just go a bit big picture on this question, probably I would say for a lot of people, um, the biggest maybe point of confusion is looking at New Testament versus Old Testament and yeah. seeing maybe, you know, Jesus and the grace and, and the love and then seeing parts of the Old Testament where it seems that maybe God is more strict or um, harsh. And so could you just speak to that, the big picture of that? Sure, and I think this is not a modern question. A lot of people think this is a modern question, but it's been from the ages. Mm. Um, I would just say very briefly, um, I believe in both Old Testament and New Testament, but the Old Testament was primarily primarily written to a nation, the nation mm. of Israel, whereas the New Testament is God's revelation to the whole world. So as you look at the Old Testament, it's the Bible calls it um, lessons or shadows, foretellings, prophecies, it's truth. The Torah, the the, the, the the first five books of the Bible is law. Mm. It's truth. But it was for Israel and it was for a nation living in the desert and becoming a nation and how God interacted with people here and here and here and the inspiration to write it down to be added to the Bible. Now, the Bible is actually 66 books. It's not one book. And so they're from people from different ages and stages, and some were kings, some were shepherds. Again, this this incredible 
uh, difference and yet one unified theme. So mm. the Old Testament, the unified theme is we're all we're all loved by God, but we're all sinners, and mm. we need a savior. He's mm. coming soon. He's called the Messiah. Mm. That's a very brief Old Testament summary. So when we hit the New Testament, we see the revelation of God fully manifest in man. And mm. that full revelation of God is incredibly full of grace and love. Uh, yet Jesus did speak more than anyone else about judgment, heaven, and hell. Mm. So the fact that God is a God of love revealed to us, is, it, does, it cannot nullify the whole revelation of what God is trying to say, that man has a problem called sin mm. and we need a savior. We need Jesus and he's amazing and we can know him. And so the New Testament becomes um, alive. Mm. But I love the Old Testament then in the light of Jesus going back and saying, wow, that was a, a foretelling of the full revelation of God and I can see how it matches together. So mm. even today I'm reading through something in the Psalms uh, King David writing something, and I'm so inspired by it because it's it's saying to me, God can help you in this area. So I'm using mm. the Old Testament, but always with a view of the love and grace of Jesus. I'm living with Jesus, and he has the future in his hands. Um, and so there's also a prophetic word in the New Testament mm. that I need to take seriously. So New Testament, this full revelation, mm. Jesus, my Lord, Jesus, my Savior, Jesus, my friend. Jesus, my judge, um, is the full revelation of Old Testament. Yeah, that's amazing. I actually remember when I was in my last year of high school and I'd been a believer for four or five years and really struggling with some of the stuff I was reading in the Old Testament. And I actually did a night Bible college class, um, an introduction to the Old Testament. And when you actually went through the whole, in context, the story, like I said, it was written to this nation and actually seeing some of these harsh things that the the things that were happening at that time and the things that had done repeatedly, it made much more sense that oh God is a God of love and grace when you look at it in the the context of who it was written to and why it was written to them. So I remember that just that, being my And that yeah, helped you, did it? Just a bit of understanding, a bit of background. Yeah, and I think we need to see that some of the Bible books have a thing called we call genre or mm. or what, what is the style of that book. And some of it, like Psalms, is, is beauty and songs and, and revelation of God. Um, and, and other is um, prophetic word, which is actually quite difficult to understand, like Jeremiah. It's mm. still the word of God, but, yeah. of course. But th there's a lot of history and, and nations in there that we don't really understand. It makes it harder to, harder to get our head around. Mm. Um, when, we, when people say the Bible is hard to read, I say, let's go to the book of Mark. Mm. And just read straight up Jesus. Yeah. Um, then you can decide whether you love Jesus or not. And I did and do. Um, mm. So the Old Testament is not the primary. It's the backing to Jesus. Mm. And so that what you're saying, just a bit of background knowledge, a bit of a um, an introduction to the book of whatever it is, mm. is, is a great help. Yeah. Um, the genre, the style of 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 writing that God mm. has chosen for mm. us to understand. But New Testament, boom, central, you know, faith central. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. I, I love that. So that's great, mate. Great, great uh, illustration. Yeah. Um, I'm putting you on the spot here, but 
do you have any go-to resources if anyone's listening to this thinking, well, I need, I want to understand the Old Testament better and, and like, like you're sharing about Pastor Rod, yeah. um, is there any go-to content you can recommend or I'm putting you on the spot here, but. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's good. Um, there's two things I'd say straight away. One is um, the, there's different translations of the Bible into English and there's more every year. Mm. Uh, don't let that confuse you. It's just because Greek and Hebrew, the, the, le- the languages of the Bible, are so rich and deep mm. that one English word can't capture them. Right. So firstly, looking at different translations, and I think when the Message Bible came out, it was a great help to many um, English speakers. It's what we call a paraphrase. So it's not actually word for word, but trying to be meaning for meaning, um, along with, say, a NIV or a New Living Translation or a New King James or something like that. Um, so looking at different translations. But the, 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 the website, I would say, answers all of this is one called Bible Hub, Bible, H-U-B, Bible Hub. <clears throat> and in there, it's got all the translations in a row, and you can go to the Greek and the Hebrew, and it explains in in English what the possible meanings for that word is. So you come to a word in in the New Testament, like the word "call." I'm called, calling, mm. and you open Bible Hub um, to the Scripture where you've got the word "calling" there, and you just put in you know um, "called," and all the options come up, and then you can see the word what it means. It means called out from uh, from a group. That's pretty basic, but it just see it there. It's okay. That's the word, and and then it will show you where that word is also used in the New Testament. You know, many are called, few are chosen, and and many other times. And so you do a word search. You're doing a word search all of a sudden from a from a Bible Hub page. Um, you're still in English. You don't have to learn Greek or Hebrew, but it's explaining the word. And and what the way it was used, and then other where it was used elsewhere, and all of a sudden within. 10, 15 minutes, you've done a little search and mm. you've realized this is a very rich word and I am called, which mm. is the point. It's to bring us to revelation of, of how wonderful that is. So Bible Hub is uh, and Bible translations are our friend. Very good. Just a real quick disclaimer, we're not affiliated or sponsored by Bible Hub. It's just a tool that you love to use, right, Pastor? <laughs> that is right. And it's a, free, it's a free Bible tool too. So no one's yep. paying money. Yeah, that's great. Even the U version app has a feature called Compare, and you can set up. Right. I think up to about sixty English translations, and you can be reading or journaling at one click. You can compare. Um, it's really helpful as well for looking at different translations. And there you have it. Lewis and I have a, a favorite page that's free. We've got no vested interest in it, but you can just go straight to one of those. And um, and all of a sudden you're a Bible scholar right there. Well, maybe not a scholar, but starting your your exciting search into into the Bible. Mm, love it. Um, yeah, it's great stuff. Um, we'll move on to our next question soon. It's quite a it's quite a different topic. So, just anything you'd like to add about this thing of of the Bible and seemingly contradictions? Yeah, I, I just say don't don't take one book or one quote as affecting your faith be a searcher for truth mm. and if you see something that you don't understand do your little, little do a search like actually mm. activate i'm um, don't deny the yep. semi contradiction investigate it is my is what i would say to people and you'll be excited by the answer 
I think that's really freeing and encouraging for people to hear because I think sometimes there is this stigma of I've just got to have blind faith all the time and if I see a contradiction, I should just ignore it because I've got to have faith. But you're telling us investigate, talk to good leaders, look at good yeah. researchers and, and learn because you'll you'll like the answer. Yeah. And and I was talking about this with, with Viv, my wife, the other day and she said as a, as a new believer, she got saved at 17, um, never read the Bible. When she read the part in the New Testament where Jesus says, if your eye causes you to sin, cut it out. She knew that mm. wasn't literal. Like mm. she wasn't ever going to do that. But her brand new Christian heart said, that sounds mean. And so as she researched it, she realized it was what we call a hyperbole or a, a literary ex- exaggeration. Jesus didn't exaggerate, but it was a literary exaggeration of the truth. And when she realized that that was a genre or a literary thing like English or Japanese, every language has them, and Jesus wasn't being mean. He's just saying, take it seriously. Mm. Um, it was it was resolved. And that's what we're talking about, a little bit of research, a little bit of understanding, and something that's difficult is just, oh, okay, that makes total sense. I, yeah, it's exactly what I'm saying. Ask the question, research it. As a new believer at 19, I was asking my connect group leader and people in the group every week, what does this mean? Why did Jesus say this? What? And sometimes their answer was, we don't know, which I think is a mm. great answer. Mm. Leaders don't have to know the answers, but they'll say either, well, here's a great page or I'll ask and I'll get back to you. So we're now a learning community. Mm. Um, so I would say don't avoid these questions. Ask the questions. Love it. That's really helpful, I think. Um, awesome. Well, shifting gears a bit. Um, You've you've done ministry in a number of countries now, Pastor Rod, over the years. Obviously, um, the longest stint here in Japan. But um, obviously, you're going to cultures and countries with different um, languages, different cultures. So, what has been the key for you to um, be effective in in a, a cross cultural environment? Love the people. <laughs> um, you can tell I've been asked this question before. I, I do mm-hmm. have a simple answer, and I, I think that solves all, almost all cultural problems. Um, I think when people go to a culture, well, let me, let me back up. When I was in the Philippines many years ago, um, well, 40 years ago, can you believe it? Mm. Preaching the gospel as a 20-year-old or 21-year-old on a, on a short-term mission trip, um, I was told I couldn't wear shorts in public. And as an Australian, that's like, you know, hit in the face. Um, And as a young Australian, I was sort of maybe a bit proud and thought I don't have to do that. Mm. And a really wise person came to me and said, Rod, this is really simple. It's easier to change one than it is to change 100 million. Mm. So it's easier to change you as an Australian in, in the Philippines than change 100 million Filipinos. Right. And that bit of wisdom was just so powerful mm. that that's what paul said also in first corinthians somewhere nine or somewhere he said uh when you're with the romans be be a roman and he's not mm. talking about sin but culture yeah and i think love causes us to see that i'm free mm. I'm, I'm free i could wear shorts i'm free i'm an australian but i love the filipinos and sure i'm gonna wear long pants now today that is not an issue in the philippines so that's why mm. it's a bit of a an old example, 
But I think coming to Japan, it was we love the Japanese. Mm. What part of culture can we do and understand to bless them? And so the classic in Asia is taking your taking your shoes off at the door. Mm. And I've I've seen a lot of our young Australians make the error of walking straight into people's homes with their shoes on. Right. And the Japanese are quite shocked and they say, Oh, shoes. Yeah. And every single time I've seen these amazing young Australians and foreigners mm. show shock and say, Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm. I didn't know. Go straight to the door, take their shoes off. To me, that's love. Yeah. And I think that therefore we we we're not always going to be like watertight, perfect with our cultural stuff, but it's an issue of the heart mm. that when we realize we've done something i'm sorry i'll change i'll do that like um i think that's all people need to see the love that we have right. so i'm not fearful of yeah. making cultural errors because my heart is a heart of love for any culture i'm with whether it's japanese filipinos new zealanders what you know. <laughs> Need a lot um, of love for them those people <laughs> a lot of love for them um this is the key and, mm. and when I see people kicking against that, I, I think right. they're not going to last very long. Mm. They're kicking against the culture and saying, why Why does this culture do this and why that? Now, we all do that. Mm. We all ask that question, but it's how we resolve that. Yeah. If, if I continually can't resolve something, I'm not going to be effective in this culture. Mm. But if I resolve it by saying, well, it doesn't make sense to me, but yeah, I'll do that for them, you, mm. you have resolved it. And I think cross-cultural communication is about loving the community. So I was asked once by a missionary going to a certain country, not Japan, um, we're doing all these things and this and this. Um, it's really hard. It's really tough. And, and I, I sort of can understand that. And they mm. said, what, what, would you, what would you say to us? And I said, you've got to love the people. And it was mm. like <laughs> such a shock answer. <laughs> and and I said it is the it is the question, because if you don't love the people, you won't be successful, and you won't be staying there for long. Mm. Um, so there's got to be a revelation of love for the people in their culture. Now, some parts of culture are destructive and negative, and we're not saying accept all that. Mm. Um, we're really talking about things that are neutral, um, mm. just not my taste. But if something's really evil and paul addresses this and he says you know a food sacrifice to idols in these temples yeah he says i have no trouble eating that food but if that's a problem for you then don't mm. eat it so um some things we can't do or our conscience won't allow us to do well don't do it but do mm. it with a heart of love not with a heart of judgment for right. the people yeah that's amazing and uh you might find you learn some good new cultures that you enjoy as well. So totally. I'm very, I've, I've totally converted to the Japan side of wearing shoes inside. It's <laughs> just too. not good. It's, yeah. Back in wow. Australia, I'm thinking, why don't you all take your shoes off? <laughs> it's so unhygienic when you start thinking about it. Public bathrooms, coming home, kids rolling on the floor. Wow. Japan got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Japan. Thank you, Asia. Yeah. And you know, I, I laugh about this when, uh, when, when God calls Moses in the desert through mm. the burning bush and, Mm. Moses goes to see what's happening. Yeah. And God says, Moses, Moses. The next thing he says is, take your shoes off. And and I laugh and think, you know, God is more Asian. Like <laughs> God said, you're in, you're in my house now. Take your shoes off. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I love it. Oh, that's a very simple but very powerful answer, Pastor Rod. And uh, I think, you know, I've only done ministry in one foreign country, which is Japan, but uh, coming up on 14 years here now, and I think I would say the exact same thing. Um, love the people. Um love the culture and yeah. keep to your morals but beyond that just love and enjoy and yep, yeah great yep and it doesn't mean you do love everything it just means you don't criticize every you know things yeah so there, there's always in every country there's things we don't like yeah including for me australia there, there's things i don't mm-hmm. like you just ah it's all right and the same some things you just it's not that important but yeah. the big things are important that we need to teach biblical values. This is what God would say about marriage or, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, absolutely love it. Um, very helpful. Any just last thoughts around that before we wrap up? Yeah, I, I, it says, God's, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son, Jesus. And I, and I think that as Christians, we need to have that heart of love for everyone, even if we don't mm. understand them. Yeah. Um, Heart of love doesn't mean we love all of culture, mm. but it means that we have a heart to love them anyway. Yeah. And I just say to people, you know, any, any area of, um, you know, racial distinction or we've got to get rid of it. It's called sin in the Bible. And um, love all people, all, 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 uh, all, all whatever. Um, and and mm. I think by having that attitude, we're going to have fun with people. We're going to enjoy culture. And, you know, we're in that. People who have culture shock often just get rid of their culture shock when they just have mm. this new. Well, I'm just gonna lo- I'm just gonna have fun. I'm just gonna enjoy this amazing culture, right? And um, if I can finish with the story, actually, um, Jeez. I don't know if we've got time. We got time we do. for that. Go for it. Um, I was in Malaysia in um, just changing a visa situation, and I was staying in a, a a men's dorm. So other other men in the dorm that I don't know. And there was a, a, a Muslim man there that I really enjoyed getting to know and we became friends, but he didn't want to hear about Jesus and that was fine. But one day he was going to lunch and I said, can I come with you? And he said, but I'm going to a Islamic restaurant, halal food. I said, I'm in. I love it. Mm. And he mm. was surprised. And he said, right. sure. And I went there and sure enough, all his friends were there and we were laughing and, you know, where are you from? I'm from Australia. And and as I was eating the curry with my hands, there was literally curry running down my, my arm and <laughs> off my elbow. And it was so embarrassing. But I was loving it. And they were laughing. Mm. And we got back to the men's dorm, closed the door. And he said to me, Rod, you can tell me about your Jesus now. And wow. it was just, and I, and I prayed for him ever since. Um, he's from a country called Myanmar. And um, I just pray for him that that, that was a, but I thought, you know, it's it's because it's I'm free as a Christian. Mm. And Paul said, just any food eaten with thanksgiving is fine. Um, I'm free. Mm. It, it, it free. When we're free from cultural things that don't mean much, mm. like food laws, et cetera, um, we can love people and then people are open to hearing our story about Jesus. So I'd really encourage everyone, just engage culture, love culture. You mm. don't have to love sin or bad things, but... There's a lot of good stuff in culture. Amazing. Awesome. Well, if you just love to pray for us as we wrap up, that'd be great. Lord, I want to thank you for, for everyone listening, for all of us in different countries and cultures. That Lord, we just love the people. Um, we don't love everything that happens in cultures, and 
and, and you don't either. But Lord, we just love the people and we'd pick out the good things and 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 tell the people that we enjoy them and we enjoy your food and we enjoy your culture and we're going to love the people that we're with as far as we can. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us, guys, and uh, we'll see you all soon. See ya. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode with Pastor Rod, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.